Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center podcast. We're going to try to give you some actionable items so you can take back to your contact center, improve your quality, improve the fun of your contact center, and, you know, hopefully improve the, the customer experience as well. It's probably the whole point of really why we're here and why you guys are listening. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a call center outsourcer, so we work for clients looking to outsource their customer support um, located in, uh, in northwestern Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing? It's uh, officially fall, and I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of tired. I'm almost exhausted. I've been traveling for the last three days. I uh, was at a potential client down in uh I should say now client down in uh, Washington, D.C. We found out we got the program. Pretty fired up about it. Pretty cool client. Someone you guys have heard about. I'll talk about them later because I think that they they want to do some really unique things, which spawned me as I was on the airplane to take some notes and, and put this podcast together. These are the kind of ones I like. I like doing the kind of the, the list of 10 or the list of five kind of quick hits on uh, – on some kind of cool things that, that I'd like to do in the call center, things that are, are unique that I think you can kind of take back or give you an, uh, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, that's kind of what why we kind of started here. I know we have some podcasts where we you know, really get in depth on certain topics, and that's cool too, but this is really kind of my favorite kind of, uh, I guess, format. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you 10 unique ways to improve your customer support. So these some of them we've talked about. But most of these we have not. And so these are some of the really cool things probably in the last, <clears throat> excuse me, six to eight months that we've been doing for some clients. And to be honest, some of them are our idea here at Expedia, but a lot of them have been the client's idea, which has been really cool. And then we've really kind of incorporated them not only obviously into their program, but uh, brainstormed with some other clients and kind of you know been able to kind of use some of the things that we're learning, what some clients like to do, and then what some some ideas that our staff has kind of put everything together so here's here we go let's let's get into this so 10 kind of unique maybe a little different ways to improve your customer support that maybe you're not thinking about number one we're seeing this more and more and it's it's kind of i think it's the chick-fil-a factor right i don't know if that's um, exactly what it is but it, it kind of seems like we're, we're customers of ours really want a specific tagline um, that kind of gets branded to them, you know, so Chick-fil-A has, you know, if you say, you know, thank you, and they say, <clears throat> uh, my pleasure. So that's kind of their their thing that they're they're trained. So a lot of our customers now, which I really like, they have something specific 
that they want to say, you know, at the end of a call, or if somebody does say thank you, that kind of goes along with that. So I love the idea of being able to brand your customer service calls with specific things. You have the customer on the phone, you have a unique opportunity to do some really, really cool things and kind of immerse them into a world that I'm, I'm probably stealing another one of my, of my topics here, but you have them in, in your universe and you can really do anything you want with them. You can give them a bad experience, you can give them an okay experience, or you can really put the time and think through you know, some of those things that you'd like to say um, that, that can really generate some, some brand recognition and maybe even have a little fun with the, with the customer as well. So think about that. Think about how your culture meets a tagline or, or how you can kind of immerse, um, immerse your customer in, into your world. And that's going to take me, I guess, into the next one. This was actually number seven, but since I just kind of spoiled it, it really is to immerse into a, a world. So we have some customers that have totally bought into this that – you know, they have the room here at Expedia branded, right? They have even their the reps are wearing some of their gear. Um, when a customer calls, we'll actually say, welcome to XYZ world, right? We're actually trying to take them out of where they are now and immerse them into a whole other place where maybe they're, we're constantly using our kind of lingo, our kind of talking. Um, it depends on your culture, right? That doesn't work for everyone. That doesn't fit. But I think there, there's certain pieces of this that if you think through are really the whole point of the customer experience, right? Immerse them into a world that is is either fun or unique to your culture. And you can do that if you really train your reps really, really well. And it makes it a lot of fun. And again, it makes it almost a joy for the customer to call. And I know some of you are like, well, I don't want my customers to call. And and maybe that's true. Um, I think still think that's penny wise, dollar foolish. Every time you get your customer call, you get to build a brand with them. You get to you get to engage them. You get to maybe cross sell and upsell them to create more capital and more revenue for your organization as well. So, there's a lot of really pluses if you really put the time and to immerse them into an experience that's really cool and unique. I think unique's the word that that really goes with that. All right, so now we're at number three, and number three is post stats. And I'm sure all of you guys have your TVs or have your monitors in your room and your posts in your stats. What I'm saying, and I talked about this, you know, in about an, a, an episode or two past. Why don't you post them on your website? Why don't you be unique? And since you all say that we offer such a great customer experience, well, let's post our stats. You know, I just have a couple clients now that we're going to do this for. If you're interested in this, call me or, or email me or, or text me, or I guess you don't have my text. Or DM me um, on LinkedIn because we're going to look. And our clients that are allowing us to staff to the appropriate number, right? So based on, on how the volume is coming in historically, we know exactly how many people we need staff. They want an 80-30. They want someone want a 90-20, right? And we're going to actually have through an API post that on their website. So when you go to the customer service page, you're going to actually see the service level of the, the customer service department that you're calling, which is us, but it's really the client, Right. You can also see how many calls are in queue at that time, right, which should correlate to the service level. And then the third, which is super cool, is to post sentiment scores, right? So, I mean, it's, I think it's one thing that's cool to post the customer sentiment, excuse me, sentiment score, but I think it's even cooler, you know, to post your agent sentiment scores if you have speech analytics or your CSAT or your NPS, those types of things in kind of real time. 
it's maybe a little bit harder to do CSATs and those surveys real time, but you know, you kind of get the idea of posting those customer service sites so every or stats so everybody can see, including your competitors. Man, let's you know, I, I, all the competitors, everybody wants to kind of hide those numbers and just say that they offer a really good experience. You know, I, I love clients that say, "Hey, Tom, let's show it," um, and they're willing to put the time, the effort in. You know, for us to to really provide a really cool experience, and then give us the staffing where it's supposed to be, so that we can we can execute that and make something really cool for them too. That becomes not just a, you know, not just really cool for someone who's calling in customer support, but it's a marketing tool for the customer too that they can they can write blog posts on, that they can they can send people to, that they can show how well that they're doing a customer service. Really, a whole customer journey because we're actually proving it every single moment with real time stats. So I, I like that. I like that a lot. <clears throat> All right, and that goes to the next one, um, which is number four, which is are you incenting the right KPIs? And we've talked about this a lot, but I still think it's really important. All right, make sure that you're paying your reps off of what you think is important. And for us, that's different for every client, right? So it makes it a really more difficult way of, of paying our associates. You know, everybody gets their base rate, and that's cool. But how do you incent them, right? So customer service, we've talked about, we're, we're trying to really incent and doing, a, I think, a pretty good job of incenting off sentiment. If you're really nice to a customer and you're nice to a customer over a long period of time, you deserve more money because that's what you're getting paid on. If you're in a sales program, obviously, you know, those are the specific things you want to do. But you got to look at, you, you can't just, just do a cookie cutter deal, right? Even if you have a, an internal call center where you're taking different call types, right? So maybe you're taking service calls, sales calls, tech calls, tier one support calls, uh, tier two, tier three, whatever they are, you need to look at each of those those different areas and make sure that those reps are being incented properly. Not just maybe a, a service rep shouldn't be, um, you know, incented off of what a tier one customer support rep should be. That's a big deal. And it's a big deal in the industry. And, and you know, I think, I don't want to say we're experts at it, but we have to deal with that all the time because every client's different and every client has a, you know, a, an emphasis that they think on something. Now, sometimes we can talk them down off the ledge and say, that's really not important, right? Because we've talked about that a lot. We have to make sure that, you know, we're not just looking at service level. You're not just looking at handle time. You're not just looking at somebody who's on a call really fast and, and incenting them because their handle time's really low. I think that, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe you do do that. Maybe you need to do that. I mean, if you if that's what your culture is and you're just quick and tr- kind of trying to burn, you know, you have to answer that question in your organization, but I think that that's, that's a cool one. And number five is, is, are you guys doing screen pops? Are you making sure, do you have the IT or the telephony available that when one of your customers calls in, that you're going to have some CTI integration that's going to go to your screen, whether it's Salesforce, Zendesk, anything you have, get a screen pop so that you can answer the phone with the customer's name. Thank you for calling XYZ Bank. Mr. Smith, how are you today? I see... You know, last time you called, you had a, a question about the rates on your card. Um, I hope we answered that well. What can I do for you today? You know, that really engages right from the door. So if you're not doing that or if you're just kind of, you know, if that's something on the back burner, that's something that's really, really important and is a really easy way to differentiate, you know, what you're doing and showing that you actually care and you understand and you kind of form a friendship right away with, uh, with, with the customer. All right, number seven is... Something we've talked a lot about, but I still think it's so important. Are you every single day training the tone of your agents? When you guys do any type of off the, you know, have a meeting that's off the floor, are you talking about tone? Are you making sure that your agents 
are not talking to customers like they're talking to their friend, you know, in the neighborhood. Um, they have to make sure that the tone is almost more important than the actual looking for the information of their on the on the screen. If you have terrible tone, it doesn't matter if you're giving them the right information. The experience is bad. So make sure, make sure, make sure. And I'm going to include this in every single one. Anytime I talk about you know unique ways or ways to improve your customer support, make sure that you understand. And I, I still think you should post it and have your reps understand that the tone is the message, right? That's how you're going to get everything across. That's how you're going to be able to bridge that customer experience, making it super cool because the tone of the agent, the way they're speaking, right? We shouldn't have to really talk about that, but it's in 2019, you do. Everybody's just texting, right? There's very little back and forth communication. And if it is, it's with a friend and they're talking like friends do, like I would talk to my buddies, right? So you have to make sure that they understand the type of tone for your culture. Um, if it's a professional, if it's laid back, if you can say, hey, yeah, man, cool, cool, right? That's that's one thing in, in one culture and in another culture that could be terrible. So you have to make sure that you know the tone that you want is, is used. Okay, and then you know some of these that we we have discussed. So this is number number eight. Sorry, <laughs> can I get these numbers screwed up? Is your center boring? Right? How many call centers are boring? Most of your guys' call centers are boring. I've consulted in so many call centers, gone into them, and they're not fun. They want you to just sit there and do your job and do, have the reps do their job for eight hours a day, take call after call. You have to make sure that and understand that the call center is a really unique place, right? It's a different place. And there's people that are complaining at you all day long. You have to make sure that you're doing everything you possibly can to have fun. Um, again, check out the games we have and some of the other podcasts. But that's a huge piece of it. That that improves the customer experience. You know, people don't realize that. You shouldn't be on the phone for eight hours a day, right? Occupancy at seventy five percent means you're on the phone for about forty five minutes out of the hour, and that's you know, and I should say you're you're talking forty five minutes out of the hour. But still, that includes some time to get off the floor, to shoot a basketball, to go roll a ball, to go high-five somebody. It's really important, and it's not just for the morale of your team. It's for the actual customer experience because in a fun call center where somebody wants to come to work, they're going to have a better tone, and they're going to have a better customer experience. All right, number nine. And the answer to this every single time I go consult somewhere is is always no, right? <laughs> And it is, are you using all of your technology, right? And for most of you, the answer is no, we're not. So I'll go out and they'll say, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. And I'll say, well, you realize that your platform already does that. And I'm like, no, we didn't, we didn't know that. You know, one of the biggest tools that I see when I, let's talk just specifically with us, if you're on the Nice and Contact platform, there's a, a, a really cool tool. You've heard me talk about it before. It's Workforce Intelligence. Right, so basically, it's like the old Avaya um, reserve agents, and I believe it's called the business advocate. Right, and I'm probably I'm probably dating myself a little bit there, but basically, let's say you have three skills, you can set up some service level adherence to maybe your your number one priority skill. Keep those other guys, you know, in their own skills, but you have them as kind of reserve agents. So. If a, if a service level ever goes below 80%, it's going to automatically pull agents from other skills or double skill them or skill up specific agents in certain pr preference levels or priorities, depending on what type of system you have. 
And then when the service level gets above 82 or whatever, you have that threshold, it's going to put them back into those other skills or, or set their preferences or even change, um, you know, it can, it can look at handle time, right? So let's say you have newer agents and your your normal handle time for a, for a very skilled agent is six minutes. Well, you know, we can set that so if, if agents, their average talk time is 10 minutes, we're going to make sure that they're going to get less calls, but I don't have to go in and click, right? I can actually just set up rules and, and have that work. Really cool tool. When I go to the in contact shows and I go talk, no one knows about it or very few know about it, right? So I guarantee you there's tools. If, and if you're a supervisor, you're a call center manager, dig into your technology because all the technologies has, has really you know good things and bad things, but most there's really cool things in there that you probably don't even know about. If you don't dig in and be that person that actually just keeps knocking on the door with your IT staff to get that done. I think that's a really cool way to, to improve things, and it kind of shows you care, and it also shows all of your, your supervisors, your agents, that you're, you're trying to make their job better. All right, and then the last one, which I think is really, really important, but it's, it's, it's kind of beat down because everybody talks about it, I think, now, but it's, do you have a management training program? Do you have any type of ongoing training for all of your middle management? Again, we all know that it's not good to just pull those guys from the floor. And I know people go on tangents on that. Like, we don't know that now. I mean, we know that. We know it's not good to just pull an agent, put them as a supervisor and go, that they need some type of, of middle management training. So that's a really, really important thing. And I think now that we're getting to, to 2000, the end of 2019, if you don't have that, let's put that down as your 2020 agenda. Let's make sure that you're going to start to think through what a call center management training program would look like in your organization. We did a whole podcast on one. If you go on the expeviausa.com website, there's a blog post on it um, that kind of spells all that stuff out. So I even think, you know, I I tried to do a, a long time ago, I tried to do a a YouTube channel. It's called the Contact Center Muse. And there's like seven or eight videos. It just became such a pain in the rear to do. And that's actually why I started the, the podcast. It's a little bit easier to do. But I think I did a whole video on that as well. Don't hold me to that, but I think there's one on there. So even if you look at, I don't know, Tom Laird or XPV or Contact Center Muse, um, I think you'll be able to, to find some help with that as well. So, all right, that's what I got for you uh, this week. I like this episode. I think it's fun. I think that there's some, some hopefully some things that at least make you think um, on, on some ways to, to help. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of, uh, it's the end of the day. It's about 3.30 here on, on a Friday. Again, like I said, I've been traveling the last three days. I'm probably... Uh, I'm going to do some editing here. I'll post this bad boy, and then I will, uh, I'll talk to all you guys next week. Again, thank you guys so much for, uh, for listening. Please remember we do have the book, More Advice from a Call Center Geek. It's on Amazon. We have Advice from a Call Center Geek, which is the first book, which is on Amazon. And if you can please, again, please post a review on an iTunes, on a Spotify, on a you know whatever method that you're listening to this. We, we'd really appreciate it as well. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.